This is Yonder. everyone, it's Jeff Robbins, back with episode 14 of the Yonder Podcast. We get together every couple of weeks and put out a new podcast talking about remote work, distributed companies, and managing virtual teams, and all that kind of stuff. This week, we've got Noel Tuck, uh, who is the CPO and partner at HumanMade. Um, talking about their global team. They've got people all over. Um, in fact, I'm talking to Noel as he is in Australia. He's from Switzerland and, uh, but they've got people all over the world and it's interesting to hear how they coordinate them and, uh, create a a good team, efficient team, <laughs> an excellent, well-connected company, uh, despite the fact that they're all over. Um, Human Made is also, they're running a, an online conference about remote work. It's called Out of Office, and you can find out more about that at outofoffice.hm. Human Made, HM. Um, and they've got a lot of great speakers, including me <laughs> and uh, uh, Laura Owen from GitHub, who has been on the podcast before and a bunch of other people. But um, check that out, outofoffice.hm. Um, that is happening uh, May 30th. Um, check your local, t- compare against your local time zone, find, find the website and uh, you can figure it all out there. But uh, yeah, May 30th, if you want to watch live um speaking of conferences um i want to announce the yonder 2017 um as you may or may not know we've been running um the yonder conference for the past three years this is the fourth conference um it's a round table conference um we keep it small so that we can have discussions um people can bring ideas and things that they're struggling with, and we can kind of all work on them together. Um, It's happening October 9th through the 11th in La Jolla, California, which is near San Diego um, at the Grand Colonial Hotel. To find out more information about that, go to yonder.io slash events. Um, And, uh, you can find out all, all about that there. You can fill out the form and request an invitation if you'd like to go. And we would like you to go. So, yeah. And as usual, if you're enjoying Yonder, subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Please leave a review if you're enjoying the podcast. It really helps us out, helps others find us, and uh, helps us grow and expand and ultimately do more and better podcasts in the future. Um, And we've got a newsletter. You can find it at yonder.io, as well as all things Yonder. All right, let's talk to Noel Talk. 
Hi, Noel. Welcome to Yonder. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? It's going great. Um, so, first of all, tell us where you're talking to us from. Um, I'm down in our Brisbane office in Australia. Um, so, Human Made only has a handful of <laughs> what you can call offices, and this happens to be one of them. Um, and I just really enjoy hanging out with the group, so I've been down here for a little while. And and where are you from originally? Uh, I'm Swiss, uh, born in Switzerland, raised in various parts of the world, um, and have been, I guess, quite nomadic most of my life. You you speak American quite well. Yes, <laughs> I like how you call it American. <laughs> you could pass. Uh, <laughs> you could pass as an American. <laughs> I um I I mean my in my previous life I I worked in private banking. Um, I studied in. Um, I studied in the U.S. at the University of New Hampshire, so not too far away oh, wow. from sure. you are. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so quite familiar. I, I mean, I guess I've been speaking English really fluently for ten years. Uh, once I hit, you know, my my twenties, so that makes sense why I speak this American <laughs> version now. <laughs> uh, tell 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 us about Human Made and and what Human Made does. Yeah, definitely. Human Made started as, I guess, most how most agencies start off. Um, we build websites for clients. Um, we were there very early in, in terms of agencies wanting to have larger clients in the WordPress space. So we're quite focused on, or really exclusively focused on WordPress itself as an open source platform that we um, produce and build on top of. Um, but I, I guess what made us stand out over the years and helped us grow and you know get to the point that we are today is one is the amount of open source contributions and then um, two our, our, our sort of inclination for experimenting with products. So I, I guess you could say human maids always had this sort of labs or research component. Um, and you know three we I guess we, we don't have a, a very traditional um, culture. In or hierarchy in that regard, where we've always remained uh, relatively flat. Uh, we've reinvested into our people, uh, reinvested into how we perceive benefits and things like that. Um, and I know this is a, a bit of a longer answer to, to the question, um, but I guess this is these are the sort of items that have helped contribute to why Human Made is just a bit different of an agency um, today. Yeah, yeah. So you say you were in early. When when did the company start? 2011. Um, and I came on board in 2012. Um, we met on some, Tom, Joe, and I met on some random client call. Um, and as soon as the, the, the client, uh, well, the potential client, sorry, um, had shown us uh, his his plans, and there was this. It was like on slide five, and he's like, "All right, this is going to be the growth for the company. Um, this is Facebook, and we're going to be above Facebook." I was I was kind of like, "God, oh, <laughs> this is this is not going to work out too well." Um, so I told the guys, "Like, look, guys, it was really great meeting you, uh, but I'm not going to be able to work on this client." Um, and they decided to back out too. We stayed in touch, and before you knew it, um, all three of us were together in this business. It's it's amazing how delusional clients will bring us all together. Um, yeah, I you know I, I, in, in this particular case I I respect the client because he he's continued to push 
all these years. Um, I, I think there's this sort of corporate stubbornness that has not allowed him to sort of, you know, get into the lean way of doing things and experimenting and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they have an idea and they have money, well, what can you do? <laughs> so uh, where are Tom and Joe located? Uh, so Tom's out uh, in, in Matlock. Um, so that's... Um, that's the middle of the UK uh, oh. for, I mean, that's probably the best way I can describe it. Pretty close to Manchester. Um, and Joe is in Tokyo right now, um, just traveling through. Um, so he's quite nomadic uh, too. Um, so Joe and I are the travelers, I guess. And, and Tom uh, is raising babies and staying at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how big's the company these days? Oh, I'd like to say we're 51. Uh, or 52 i'm not quite sure <laughs> it's uh um it's we, we've grown quite a lot in the last month or two we had i think we had eight hires or so in in march alone which is quite a big jump um so a lot to reflect back on where where are your people located oh everywhere um we, we really do seek talent um and that source often comes from within the, the WordPress ecosystem. So really WordCamps and uh, WordPress events uh, and people who contribute to uh, WordPress uh, make themselves very visible. Um, so we have, <clears throat> we have a, a fair amount in the UK, a fair amount in the US, uh, Indonesia, Australia, Singapore, um, Bulgaria, um, it, south korea at the moment uh people are everywhere <laughs> so just the the sun never sets on human made it's uh, yes that's uh that's a uh, that's completely accurate and it's uh, it's a bit of an achilles heel too in that regard yeah let's people talk- never know to turn off yeah let's talk about that because i know for for my company lullabot um we've had some clients in australia over time in hong kong uh we've sort of toyed with having contractors and employees in uh asia and india and and things like that and and uh we kind of came to the conclusion that it's probably best to sort of focus on sort of the the time zone range from uh you know europe through california uh so yeah. you, there's a there's a point in the day where there's actually sunlight hitting all of those places at the same time uh which makes it you know enough overlap for communication and stuff like that i'm curious to know how human made is handling um things like meetings and uh I don't know, all the stuff that kind of brings the company together, you know, communication stuff in a, in a fully global company. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we, we grew into being global, not through a, some sort of strategic grand vision of, you know, this is where we're going to acquire our clients, but it's, it's just where we happen to find great people. And we, we told ourselves well, we'll find a client somehow <laughs> and uh, reassured, reassured ourselves that way. And to be honest, it, it, it's worked out. Um, it definitely means that people working on clients should be in that time zone or at, at the most one 
I don't know, like um, a few, t- like, uh, I don't know, six, seven time zones away. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, I, that starts getting more painful. Um, I think the largest challenges that we've had uh, from, from, you know, and just going back to the time zone perspective is that people just don't know when to switch off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sure. you know, we've yeah. had, a, it's something that we discussed a lot internally. Um, so we're very open about issues and, you know, people, you know, feeling either like lonely or feeling the pressure to stay on. Yep. And these are the things that we try to reaffirm all the time. Um, there's new employees, which have just not been exposed to those conversations. So we need to continue to reinforce these conversations and these ideas that, Hey, look, you don't need to be on all the time. And if there's any, ever anything, um, and it's someone from a different time zone, you know, try to make time to, to speak to them. Um, it's, it, it makes it a whole lot easier when, when people are able to get on the call and figure things out. Yeah. Um, to your, um, to your original question, um, and, and we, we try to, we used to have yearly retreats, um, which was just like, this is how, this is what we, how we meet regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was mostly centered around WordCamp Europe. Uh, being the the largest WordPress event in the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that we're becoming so global, that's not really the the grand event anymore. Um, it's really about trying to find the right location that can accommodate the amount of people, have internet, have kitchen, have workspaces, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so this year, we'll we'll all be meeting up in October in Italy. We rented a castle there. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, probably sounds more uh, glorious than it might be. <laughs> I guess <laughs> there's some dilapidated <laughs> castles in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but uh, that's oh wow, that's really neat though. Uh, yeah, so we have this, this sort of grand meetup, and then we have a we're increasingly having more team meetups. Um, so as we're speaking, the events team uh, is meeting up uh, in the UK right now. Um, we had the PM meetup um, just a few weeks back. Um, there's talk of a, a North America meetup, um, so the <laughs> it's starting to add up. <clears throat> yeah, so um, it's it's uh, it's sort of interesting how um, companies like Human Made and like Lullabot to to a large extent, um, you know, kind of uh, came out of these open source projects uh and these open source communities that are in themselves global you've got people all over the work world that are that are um collaborating on on this software the company behind uh wordpress is sort of the matt mullenweg the founder of, of wordpress his company automatic is a fully distributed company um and it, you know so you see that model happening in the Drupal ecosphere, like Lullabot and the WordPress ecosphere, sort of like human made. I know that at, at automatic, they've got a very kind of like, uh, asynchronous kind of text based, uh, um, sort of, I don't know if I would call it culture. That's not really the culture. That's sort of the workflow Process. of the company. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of, you know, um, it, have have you as you grow globally? Have you modeled after that, or are you um, sort of syndicating? Uh, uh, it sounds like you've got teams working together in in time zones together. Um, you know, in that way, are you sort of having a lot of smaller spoken word um, 
calls or I'm, I'm just sort of curious to know like how, how, what, what your workflow is sort of for, for communication. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a great question. And, and you bring up like a, a really interesting point about automatic uh, in the terms of that sort of async uh, chat based uh, flow. Um, I think there's, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of value in it. Uh, and and I, I'd say that's you know, generally how we, communicate um similar to automatic we have a lot of what we call p2s and mm -hmm. those are uh those internal messaging board themes uh built on wordpress um not necessarily the, the best solution in the world but it's just something that our, our ecosystem i guess has just picked up on um <laughs> Yeah. Do, do what you know. Uh, yeah. 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 It brings back memories of V Bullen and, and Easy Board and all these like tools that existed <laughs> back in like ninety eight, ninety nine. Amazing. Um, but I, I don't think a, an async async text system can replace um, the, the human contact uh, that's that occurs when you, when you have a video call or you have even an, an audio call. Yeah. Um, I really really appreciate. Um, seeing my team um, online, um, you know, just being able to, to see them. Um, I think that's, you know, incredibly valuable. Um, it makes me happy. Um, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, it's async text doesn't necessarily always mean that there's a lot of casual talk, um, right. you know, like the, the water cooler talk and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's more business-like. Uh, it's more work to, yeah. to, to write it, you know. Um, and I think people want to be more efficient. You know, they, they want to come across as someone that can communicate in a succinct manner right. and and is able to, like, just get to the point. Uh, but if, if we just replace all other communication with that, it, it, it might become a bit dry, um, which is certainly not our intention. And I know in for automatic, there's, you know, the, the, there's some value to it in, in various parts, like the them doing Skype interviews or purely through text um, is an interesting concept because you don't see the person, you, you, you can't assume their gender, their background, um, the demographic. So hopefully you're not passing a bias there. Um, and I think it's an interesting experiment, but from a day-to-day -day perspective, I'm very much someone who would like to see um, my colleagues, uh, you know, be it through video or be it in person. So, uh, so do you have, is, are there company meetings that, that happen in real time or, uh, or are those happening sort of, you're saying that you match up client or uh, clients and, uh, employees on projects kind of based by time zone. Um, mm. is that where most of the, of the real time communication is happening or is there? Yeah, I would say so. So that's, that's probably you're correct there. That's that's probably where most of the real time comms is is happening in, in terms of daily stand ups um, with with the clients. I mean, we're we're taking on more and more, uh, or rather, implementing more and more agile Scrum uh, into our various processes. And part of that is just having daily stand ups. Um, we use Zoom quite a lot, um, the, the the video communication tool, yeah. um, and that. So, so there's the, there's there's the daily weekly meetings with clients. Um, there's weekly calls um, from a, from a team level. Uh, so the agency will have two calls uh, for different parts of the world, um, which are getting larger. 
Um, and then there's, there's team calls like for my sort of product team where people are just in really the worst places of the world right now. So <laughs> it's, uh, and we still want to get on the call. Uh, so last night it's, it's my 9.30 p.m. and someone else's 8.30 p.m. and someone else's 7.30 a.m., mm. uh, someone else's lunchtime. Uh, but we want to make it happen and we want to get together once a week to be able to, to chat about stuff. Yeah, it's a funny balance. Uh, you know, when you're on a call at 10 o'clock at night or 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, it'd be nice to... Like us right now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, it'd be no, nice to know that you want to be there. Uh, you know, it's kind of difficult when it's client calls or um, sort of, uh, I don't know, I, I like doing bookkeeping or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's kind of it's different when it, you're there kind of by choice to connect with people um but you you talked earlier you mentioned a little bit about sort of that kind of uh well i took it to mean work life balance but but kind of you know putting some parameters around the work day um mm. have you have you all come up with any rules or guidelines around around that you know sort of what is a work day when when the company exists in all you know all across the, the globe that's uh yeah that's a, that's a really good question um just as a quick side note that i forgot with the zoom stuff um we we even started recording the videos uh so people who aren't able to make the calls can view the, oh yeah the, the calls and videos later on yeah um so that's a way the, the, of making that synchronous stuff kind of more asynchronous um exactly exactly yeah um and I, I people are actually watching them uh maybe not everyone and that's okay but if it you know if it benefits one or two other people that's that's really valuable for us because all i have to, you know all anybody has to do is click record um so it's really really valuable um, in, in terms of creating limits and boundaries, um, I think probably Slack changed <laughs> a lot of stuff uh, in terms of how we we always feel like we need to be online. Um, For it's the just worst. one of those apps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a bit of a shock to the system. I think at the beginning we just didn't quite know what uh, what we got ourselves into, you know, as individuals and as a company. Um, and yeah. Yeah. As time has gone on, um, people, I think, have discovered for themselves what their boundaries are, um, how to set up Slack properly. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm picking on Slack here, but it, it could be really any other, any tool. It's just that if, if, if you don't configure Slack and you just dive in, you, you're going to get notifications 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, we, so, we I, don't, I don't know if you're in the same boat, but we... Uh, at Lullabot in 2006 started using IRC, uh, yep. which was the thing. Um, and, uh, you know, but IRC, you can log out, uh, and Slack is wonderful in that you can have it on your phone and on your iPad and on your every single device. And so whenever anyone pings you, it will, um, you know, pop up notifications and you won't miss anything, but it also means that that will happen at midnight. Uh, if you set mm. it up, set it up that way. And, and, uh, when, when we were talking about moving, there was a lot of pushback from the team about that. Like, what does this mean? I, I live in London and I work with clients in California. If the clients are using Slack as well, um, and they're going to, you know, ping me at 
five o'clock, four o'clock in California, um, am I expected to reply at two o'clock in the yep. morning in London? Um, you know, what, what, it, what are the rules? So I think with a lot of that stuff, it's really, um, you have to think about it more than you would at a, at a sort of conventional one time zone co-located company. A lot of that stuff would sort of work itself out questions like what is the work day or what are you expected to be responsible for? You know, yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if left unchecked, um, people, uh, could, you know, start feeling anxiety or other sort of, yeah. you know, pressure. That's just this very unnecessary stress. Right. Um, and you need to let the clients know too. Yeah, uh, I, we're we're quite direct there. Yeah, um, and and that's something we've certainly learned over the years. Um, you know, people will fall through the cracks, and and you know, we're not noticing that there is you know they're bending over backwards for the client at really all times of the day. Um, and you know, it's it's just our duty and job, and I guess that's everybody across the company to to reinforce like, hey, you know, it doesn't have to be like this, and um, these things correct themselves uh, quite quickly in in, in most cases. Um, but it's, it's, it's certainly stuff that has to be, um, pursued, looked after, uh, checked upon to make sure that's just not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about hiring. You mentioned you, you've hired eight people in the past couple of months. Um, uh, how are you finding people, um, and, at, you know, and, and bringing them onto the company? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're in a quite fortunate position. Um, we contribute a lot to WordPress, uh, be it to WordPress core itself, um, to other uh, projects within or around it, um, as in like you know plugins and all that kind of stuff that is open sourced. Uh, we contribute to the community in a, in a very large way. So I've you know I've I've been an organizer for WordCamp Europe for a couple of years now. Um, there's at least two other people on the team that are also, um, from human made, um, and that spans across, I don't know how many, you know, communities and work camps. So we have a very visible presence, uh, within the community and people are quite comfortable approaching us in, in terms of, Hey, you know, like I'm, I'm thinking about doing a change. Um, is there something available? And in that regard, we have, we have the growth on, on the client side uh, driving up. Uh, I, I guess the largest challenge, and we've already talked about, is this sort of time zone allocation. We're getting to the point where we're saying, hey, we really need someone else in this time zone, or we really need someone else in that time zone, and we're looking for a specific role. Um, and that, you know, traditionally, that's quite easy in the, the European to uh, the Europe to California uh, spectrum that you talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Asia and Australia, it's a bit more challenging. Um, but even so, you know, we're able to find people from within the community. Um, so it, it's really, it's really been a case of, okay, we, we have more client work, we should hire more people. And um, I think we're, we're trying to slow down a bit now um, to just be able to take a step back, um, get our handbooks up to speed, get our processes up to speed. Sure. Um, so that people who are being onboarded now are like, okay, this is all stable and I know what I'm doing. I know how to interact with everyone. Uh, basic stuff, right? Yeah. Sure, it can get away from you. I mean, at any kind of company, uh, growing too quickly, it can it can get away from you. But um, there's a lot that you can uh, miss when 
you're not walking into the office and noticing that the you know pe- people are different or you or there are all these people who you don't know their name anymore <laughs> or whatever's <laughs> happening um have you have you uh as you've been growing have you had to hire administrative staff or sort of people from outside the the wordpress community but, but bookkeepers hr people and and uh how do you find those people i've always found that to be a challenge <laughs> um so we, we we did our first um because we have an administrative assistant who's become more of like a global office manager and she's completely overloaded with stuff. So we're able to, to find someone else. Um, but we had just posted the, the job advert on, I think on our own website and maybe one or two other places. We had 110, 120 uh, applications quite quickly. Um, and, and from there we're able to sift through, um, I'd say pretty strongly, I guess, into like a short list of three or four people. And from there, you know, we hired one. Um, and that worked out really, really well, um, I'd say. I think we're, you know, I, I talk about hiring from within the WordPress ecosystem, but as platforms such as WordPress and Drupal uh, get pushed deeper in the stack and, and, and are really becoming more of a, a platform or an engine to, to power websites. Um, there's more of a desire and demand uh, that's going to grow towards front-end developers who are either proficient React, Vue, or you know just decoupled websites. So we're, we're looking for JavaScript. Um, so we're, we're certainly trying to be able to be very conscious of diversity when we're hiring. So not only when it comes to the demographic, but also from which communities we're hiring from. Uh, and in our case, that's quite binary. Um, it's, you know, we always hire from the WordPress community. So let's try to hire from outside of it. Um, and be it developer or non-developer, um, I, I feel like it hasn't been all too hard for us to at least get a lot of, um, you know, solid applications if we put the effort into finding those people. Yeah. So it seems like um, a, a theme with uh, this podcast and with distributed slash remote companies um, is um, that we're kind of all making it up as we go along to some extent. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a very inventive, uh, kind of innovative uh, kind of culture. Um, and, and it seems like everyone has some interesting stories about sort of interesting and perhaps unique kind of solutions that they've come up with for things. Um, do you have any of those that come to mind? Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we're definitely, uh, uh, make it as we go along, uh, fixing the plane while it's flying, um, <laughs> kind of company, uh, for, for the better. Um, you know, it's, I've, I think one of our sort of strong suits has always been that we just experiment in, in so many different ways and sure that eats into our profit margin and things like that. But that's, that's not a phrase that we use often. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we really just want to create a company that we want to work at. Right. Um, that's, I guess the, the goal. Um, there's, there's no, um, you know, exit goal or anything like that. So there's, there's no pressure on us as partners, um, to, to deliver that kind of value in the short term. And there's also, in that regard, no pressure for us to put pressure on other people. Um, so there's there's definitely a culture of experimenting with things. I'd say um, a lot of the times we probably 
try to solve too many things in WordPress because <laughs> you know, we have a lot of people who love WordPress. Um, and it, it's not always the fastest way to get there. Um, so we, we have a lot of that kind of stuff. So, you know, be it trying to create a widget to figure out in which time zones everybody's in or um, having a, a team cookbook or whatever it is, like everything has to be solved through WordPress uh, for, for better or for worse. Um, and it's it's funny. I mean, I, I appreciate it because it's it's very reflective of the, the sort of passion towards the the open sourceness of it. But it's uh, it's not always the most efficient way uh, to, to go about things. <laughs> well, I guess it's sort of reusable. At least you know it's it's a. Uh people are sort of working with the tools that they're using on a daily basis. So that's not so bad. Um, that's true. Yeah. No, for sure. Let's talk about the conference that, that your uh, that human made is running. Um, yep. Out of office HM is where people can find that on the web. Um, it's the out of office conference. Tell me about that. So we, human-made has always had this remote working facet to it. It's, it's not part of our business strategy, uh, per se. It's just something that we really enjoy discussing. Um, so if, if we become a thought leader or not in it, uh, who knows? Um, but it, it's something that we just want to have conversations in because it's, it's breaking new ground. Um, sure, it's been a while since you know Rework came out from um, Basecamp and all those guys. Uh, but the remote working thing is, is really still being developed uh, quite a lot. And it's 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 easier said than done, um, I think, in a lot of cases, especially once you start growing. Um, so the, the conference itself really tries to focus on um, remote working, not in the, the digital nomad space of things, um, but really more on the agency, company side, enterprise uh, side of being able to, you know, grow a, a successful uh, remote company. Um, so we've really put one on, uh, and that was a, you know, really big success. Um, we had Jason Fried on uh, the last time, which is, you know, amazing. Um, and this time around, we, we have another, you know, great list of speakers building up. And it's just, it, it's great because it's it's free, it's out there. We want to make it accessible. So we're, we're trying, we're going to try, um, I think, Facebook Live, uh, so that everybody has access to it. Um, yeah, it's just something that really interests us. It, it's 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 conference that we want to we would want to attend. So that's why we're putting it on, <laughs> to, to put it bluntly. Right. So it's an online conference, uh, yeah. streaming video kind of thing. So everyone who's listening can attend uh, without having. Yeah. There's no like. There's no other play. Um, we really just enjoy putting this on. A lot of people attend, which are either remote, not remote. We have a live chat that goes on uh, simultaneously. So uh, there's a lot of great conversation happening last time. Um, it's just a really good time. And if someone has uh, time to put aside, then they should you know, definitely join us for that event. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's at the end of the month. Um, so that's going to be it on some, May 30th. Some amazing speakers. Uh, uh, I, I'm joking i'm one of the speakers <laughs> i just uh, uh, uh but the other speakers are 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 great 
Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's 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 quite it's it's quite amazing. I mean, you know, you're on there. Uh, we have head of workplace from GitHub. Um, we have Josh Pickford, which built up Bear Metrics, uh, has done really really well there. Uh, we have you know a person from Zapier. It's it's all just a really relevant people and people that we'd enjoy spending time with. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you do you have a sp- sort of specific angle on on this? I mean, um, I've spoken at some other uh, remote. You know, remote work means kind of so many different things. Uh, there's sort of this kind of like digital nomad side of it, which tends to be a little bit more sort of freelancer centric. Uh, you know, kind of more focusing on individuals who are able to kind of have a nomadic lifestyle and keep working from wherever they are. Um, and then like this podcast, I am tending to talk more to job creators, you know, people that are actually like creating companies, sort of the equivalent of a, of a, what you think of as a traditional company, but, uh, in a distributed model um, mm. and, you know, more about creating the jobs than finding the jobs uh, yeah, and, sure. and, and stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like, um, you know, I, I, I'm guessing that, that, you know, so when we started the Yonder conference, it was kind of from that perspective, a little bit more from the employer perspective, uh, mostly because, you know, I, I thought, well, we should all get together and sh- share notes and, and, uh, kind of, you know, if we're going to create a real movement, we should be talking to each other. Um, yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess um, we don't really have a, a, a very specific angle yet. <laughs> um, if, if you if you look at digital nomadism, it's the the, the bag is always work and lifestyle, um, and those are always the two components. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we really have lifestyle taken out of the equation. Right. And there's probably more of a focus um, on the work, on productivity, on productivity within teams. Um, so really, just being able to you know, have a better experience uh, being part of remote work. Um, how that's going to funnel or, or focus itself over, you know, the next editions of Out of Office, um, we're not quite sure yet. Um, yeah. I, I think it's still quite open in that regard. Um, we'd probably be more interested in having just great speakers around uh, or really insightful people um, around remote work than trying to um, you know, lock it in too hard and then, you know, not have the intended sort of conversations, I guess. Yeah. Were there, um, some epiphanies that you had at the last event or, or, you know, things that, that you felt like bubbled up that were new and interesting to you? Um, so to, to me it was, uh, I, I, I think it's always just different ways of, of looking at things. Um, I was in the middle of a, another conference. I was only like tuning in here and there last time. Um, I'd say it's, um, I mean, if anything came out of it, it's just, we want to do more of these. Um, Dave, it, it's, it, it's really nice to be able to hear about remote work on a, on a very honest level, um, from different people, um, that have had experiences, um, significant experiences, um, as opposed to just, you know, random sort of promotional talks, I guess. Um, it's, 
in that regard, it's the response that was really overwhelming from the last time. I think we had something like a thousand four hundred people or so um, tune in. Uh, so it's yeah, it, it's quite uh, amazing, uh, and I think we're on track for more this time around. Um, That's great. So it's really just about empowering the conversation, if anything, and just continuing to do that. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of sort of the pros and cons of remote work let's kind of zoom back out um <laughs> yeah. and and uh um the sort of standard question that i ask on this podcast to just about everybody is so what do you um you know over the time that you've been leading human made what do you feel like um ab- about being distributed has made things harder for the company mm, harder Oh, I mean, it's, they've all been really positive challenges. Um, it, it, it's hard. It, it's, it's tough to look at any one situation and say, this is harder and it's negative and it's, it's a failure. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's anything to that <laughs> when, extent. When you go visit uh, a, 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 <laughs> a, a co-located, a brick and mortar agency, yeah. uh, what are you jealous of? Oh, the fridge. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the beer fridge it's 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 always the beer well, fridge <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest like it was uh when i um when i when i when i created one of them, i created the first wordpress plugin for stripe um and they decided because i i wasn't doing uh, i mean i had just sort of started my freelancing career at the time mm-hmm. um I was like look i have no money can you guys fly me out to work camp san francisco so i can go to the conference and speak and they're like, yeah, sure. So they paid for a flight and, you know, gave me a spot to work. And this was like their first year. And I get in there and they have like a fridge for like every product that, you know, that exists. And, and they, they're like, oh, yeah, we also serve like three meals a day and everything. And I was like, this is amazing. I never have to go home. Oh, wait a second. That's the whole point. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's, um, that's very yeah. San Francisco. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I guess like the, the hardest thing for me is just not seeing people face to face. You know that's 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 the largest challenge, and that's something that we try to mitigate. Um, but it's 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 the up and down of remote work, right? Like you want to be able to give people the lifestyle they want from wherever they want to do it, uh, but then you also want to try and bring people together at certain points. Um, you know, be it through video, real time, uh, be it through meeting in person, doing like fun activities, um, because it. It's really hard to just say, "Oh, this is this is work, and this is my free time." Like you spend a lot of time at work. It's it's only natural uh, that you make friendships there, that you have deeper connections, and that you know you want work to be uh, to have meaningful human connections. Um, so in that regard, getting people together will always be the, the largest challenge, simply because it's the exact opposite of what remote working is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that much more rewarding. Uh, I feel like when you think of a, a retreat for a brick-and-mortar company, you think of things like ropes courses and everyone rolling their <laughs> eyes. It's a, either the British version of The Office or the American version of The Office. It's the same thing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, but in a, in a distributed company, uh, it's... I, I can't explain it other than it just being an elating experience. It's just like, oh my god, I can't believe we're in the room, same room together. This is so great. Um, yeah, and, and it's reflected in, in the effort that people put in before these events take place. Um, people really want 
these like meetings in real life, these retreats, these meetups to be successful um, to, to, to a really large degree. And they, they put in a lot of effort beforehand that really shows so that um, events like that um, are just beneficial for everyone. Yeah. And it just feels great. Yeah. So uh, on the positive side, what's, what's easier? What's better uh, uh, about having a, a distributed company? I mean, for, for me or for everyone else? <laughs> when when you're bragging to people at brick and mortar companies uh, uh, about your company, what what comes to mind? I mean, it, it's it, it's going to be open source, uh, flexible sort of. It, I mean, it, it's less to do with remote, I guess, in that case, and, and more to do with our approach and attitude towards mm-hmm. what is work and what constitutes work. Uh, but from a, a remote perspective, it's, it's obviously being anywhere in the world that you want to be. Um, I'm in Australia right now. Um, it's uh, spending the winter here is is, is a lot nicer um, than doing so in Switzerland or <laughs> Scandinavia. Um, I'm, in in I'm, Australia, I'm they call it summer. <laughs> exactly, uh, which is why I came down here. Um, and now I'm about to fly back because it's summer's coming back good to trick. Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice summer all year. That's a good trick. Yeah. Um, I'd say meeting a lot of different people, you know, and being able to really just connect on that level. Like I've last year, I think last year I had 74 flights um, here and there. And there, there's, I was completely exhausted at the end of the year. Um, there was no one trip where I said I shouldn't have done that trip. Um, so they've really just been amazing experiences because of the people who you, you, you meet there, be it people you already know or, or new faces. Um, and sure, oftentimes it's, it's tied to open source and WordPress and all that kind of stuff. Um, or now just this digital nomadism and, and remote work angle. Um, and it just makes for great conversations, you know, and it's, 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 you're able to surround yourself with just a lot of good ideas and, and, and experiences and, and, and different ways of looking at things. Well, yeah, I agree. Um, well, thanks, Noel. Thanks for coming on the podcast. This was a, it's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, yeah. thank you for having me on. Yeah. And uh, perhaps one of these days we'll meet in person somewhere somehow, but. That is most likely the case, yes. <laughs> I'm always positive about these things. With, with 74 flights a year, I could probably just go to any old airport and I'll probably run into you. <laughs> probably. We'll make it happen. <laughs> great. Well, it was great meeting you this way. And, and thanks again. Thank, thank you, Jeff. Have a great day. 